0: Welcome back to Side Peace Show. And you guys, I have the most special, the most special heartwarming story ever. So I'm tucking my four-year-old Logan into bed last night and we're sitting there and I tell him a story and it's always like, can you tell me another story? Can you sing me another song? Like, okay, McStally, I know you don't want to go to bed, but yes. So he's like, Mommy, we just sang I Love You Bushel Pack. He's like, Mommy, can you rub my back and sing that Skin Marinka Dink song? I'm like, oh, that's so sweet. Of course, I'll rub your back and sing another song. I know you're still stalling, but you said it so sweet. I will do it. So we sing, I rub his back, he flips over and he looks at me with his sweet little eyes and he says, mommy, I love you so much. You are like the best mom ever and I'm so lucky to have a mommy like you. Um. Okay, is this like an episode of Punked where some people are going to jump out of the bathroom and be like, haha, we set him up, this isn't really happening because let me tell you, it never does happen. It was like the sweetest thing ever. I'm like, where are my witnesses? No one's seeing this. No one's ever going to believe that this happened. So he's just telling me how much she loves me. I'm the greatest mommy in the whole world. And then he says, and one other thing, mommy. And he starts to stand up and get out of bed. And I'm like, oh my gosh, is he going to top this whole gloriousness off with a hug and a kiss and just look into my eyes again and tell me how much she loves me? So he gets out of bed. He starts walking over to me, looking all sweet, staring into my eyes. He gets in front of me, turns around, sticks his butt in my face and farts like machine gun farts. He turns back around, looks at me and says, I'm just going to leave that one there for ya." Gets into bed, is laughing hysterically like this is the greatest thing he's ever done in his world. And that's my world for you. Farts in the face. After my kid tells me how much he loves me, he has to just put the stinky fart cherry right on top and seal the deal. And that wraps up my stinkiness happening in my world. Now it's time for Side Stealers of the Week. We have double the pleasure, double the fun... From Salt Lake City, we have two side-stealers. Number one is Dewey, Jenny's husband. This sister wives conversation. Why are we still talking about this? I don't get it. I can't fathom it. Like, let me tell you something. Let me tell you how many seconds this would be shut down if my husband ever mentioned, breathed this topic let alone how many seconds it would take for me to chop his freaking balls off if he did. Dewey, let the sister-wife's madness, insanity, let the nonsense go. And Jenny, why are we even still talking about this? Please, for the love of all of us, let it go. And my other side sealer from Salt Lake City. Yes, it's our side-piece fave. Seth. Seth. All in like one punch after another, he has lines of the season yet again. He walks in to meeting Meredith. He's late. Meredith says, You're late. And Seth comes back with, Better late than ugly. Isn't that the saying? Then he's telling the server, Get us shots. It'll help release the lock. <laughs> Then he says, I will jump on stress grenades all day for you, Meredith. Like super sweet. And of course, he ends it with, I will do it naked for you, Meredith. I mean, Seth, in five seconds, literally, he was like, bam, 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 bam. I mean, it was hilarious. Definitely the highlight of the whole episode. And it definitely made up for the sister wives BS. I can't take it anymore. Did I mention that? And my last side sealer of the week, or shall I say the dude with the side pieces, Randall. Lala's Randall. Okay, so he's caught with other chicks. At first, I see these pics of him with these two chicks in Nashville. And it seems like, oh shit, he actually like got caught. But then it just so happens to be around her book release and Vanderpump Rules is starting to kind of plummet. The ratings are supposedly not doing well. So then all this is happening. All of a sudden though, after he's supposedly cheating with two chicks and she leaves, she's back in the house and they're quote working on it. All right. To me, you guys, I, I hope it is because I would hate that he actually did cheat on her, but it seems like a huge, huge PR setup, again, for the book, for the ratings not doing very well, for random pump rules, just some things to get attention going. They say if it smells like a fish, it's probably rotten. Is that the saying or did I just hear it from Seth? <laughs> and that wraps up my Side Stealers of the Week but what else is hot and happening in Bravo world? So we go from cheater-cheater pumpkin eater Randall to wedding bells, baby. I mean, Louie, Louie, oh Louie, you get down on one knee and you pop the question to your girl. Yes, Louie and Teresa are going to get married. I know this is breaking, just in case you missed the bazillion quadrillion posts about it this week. Louie and Teresa are getting hitched. Winterhouse is starting back up and we already know that Craig and Paige end up together. Or is this just yet another PR stunt to get people watching the show? I know. It's like you guys are watching like crime scenes investigates. I'm like a freaking P.I., This ain't real blonde, baby. This ain't real blonde. And Below Deck is back. I'm so excited. Below Deck is back. I cannot wait to see the new crew, the new madness. I can't wait for this new season. And it makes my guest today so much more special. And that wraps up the hotness happening in Bravo. You guys, thank you. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. Thank you for all your love, your support, for rating, reviewing, subscribing, telling all of your people to listen and subscribe and to love it as much as you so together we can celebrate the delicious and entertaining parts of sidepiece together. You can find me at Sidepiece Show that's at S I D E P I E C E S H O W. Thank you again for the love, the constant support, the listening and I will see you next Wednesday. My guest today, I said it was so super duper special. We loved him the second he stepped onto that yacht. Even if it got a little rocky, Eddie Eduardo, he will always win our hearts. Yes, it is the OG up below deck, Eddie Lucas. You guys, my guest today, he doesn't know, but he's about to get the tree of the century with the poem that I wrote for him. Are you ready? He won our hearts the second he stepped onto the boat. Always taking charge and getting the job done, yet never one to gloat. Funny, charming, the smile, he's literally McDreamy of the sea. Even through a freaking hurricane, him as a bosun, there's no place I would rather be. Is your heart racing because you're so excited to see? Yes, from below deck, it's more foam, bosun. Eddie Lucas.
1: <laughs> that was fantastic. Yeah, thank you.
0: Thank that you. That was a good one. Victorimy.
1: I McTreevy of the Sea. I haven't been called that one before.
0: Isn't that a good one?
1: <laughs> yeah, it works, yeah. Yo.
0: How do we make that happen? We can have what? Stead of the Sea and Dreamy of the Sea together.
1: Yeah. 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 I mean, that dangerous duo. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the double D. Oh, my God. It's so funny that you said that because I was like going through trying to remember like the cast and stuff from when you were on. And I was like, Dane and Dawn, the double D. And then, you know, you just say yeah. The, like, that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Eddie, how in the hell are you right now?
1: I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, doing really well. Thank you. How are you doing?
0: I'm so good now. (laughs) I See, I told you, I warned you I was a spaz pre-doing this. (laughs) So you were warned. All good. I'm so excited. Congratulations. I know we can't talk about anything coming up, but huge congrats on season freaking nine. Eddie, are you kidding me Mm, right now? Yeah,
1: I know. It's pretty amazing. Season nine. It's... uh. What a long, strange trip it's been, I'll tell you that much.
0: I mean, you are one of the, you are the OG of Below Deck. I mean, how many people can say they started the entire franchise and now we're still here?
1: I know. Yeah, just Captain Lee and I, really. That's all that's that's left.
0: The the, the, the double D is still standing. The The
1: double
0: D. Dreaming the studs of the sea. I was reading an article the, the other day on Bravo TV and you were talking about it's Bravo. So you have to know it's credible. You know, I can only imagine some of these articles that are out there that you guys are like, mm-hmm. okay, another article. I'm sure this is what I said, but it was on Bravo TV and you were like, you know what? I wish that the show now was more like when it was, when I first started, because it's so different now. What did you mean by that?
1: Well, it's different in, in, a, in a few ways. Most of them are good. Uh, some of them I'd like to kind of see, kind of go back. But I mean, the producers and uh, the creators of this show uh, have done so many different seasons now with all the different um, you know, branches of Below Deck that it's become this absolute, efficient, well-oiled machine that is very, very smooth from start to finish pretty much everything they do. The, what I don't like, or what I feel like it's changed a lot is that it's, it really, when the show was first pitched to me, when I first started this, you know, it, was, it, was, it would be a reality documentary uh, about living and working aboard a luxury yacht. And yes, that was great at first, you know, and I think it was a lot more kind of focused on not only dealing with the guests and dealing with each other at the living part, but also kind of the small mundane, even mundane tasks. Cause it's, it's a world that people don't, don't get to see. And, and, you know, it's fascinating. And I think it's really interesting to people like your husband, like you were mentioning earlier, who, you know, isn't super into Bravo shows and just this uh, super over-dramatized shit shows. So, uh, you know, it's, it's like, it's kind of fun to see, uh, you know, a little bit of that kind of, I feel like almost like original Bravo flair. Cause, you know, you've got, you know, you think about old Bravo shows, like, you know, inside the actor studio. Right. Well, it got down into the nitty gritty of things, and you had amazing hosts like, uh, you know, Lipton, who was just fantastic, and he asked good questions, and it, was, it wasn't it was just, you know, drama, but it was also educational. And I liked that kind of side of it, of, of kind of seeing what it is to work on a vessel of this size and what goes into the day-to-day. And, you know, I'd like to see more about the engineering side. I think that's fascinating. And I think a lot of people... I uh, could be fascinated about it too. And we could have both drama, which is going to happen no matter what. Totally. But I think at this point now, it's become a little bit overproduced at times. Uh, over facilitated is really what right. I like to use. Over, over, over.
0: nudged and like helped along a little oh,
1: bit. Over fa- Yeah, yeah. Right. You know, cause people ask all the time is it scripted? Is it scripted? No, it's not scripted. It's facilitated. <laughs> the drama is facilitated.
0: By lots of tequila.
1: Lots of tequila lack of sleep hiring people that they know are going to be at each other's throats. It's all very scientific. It is very, just just little, little fingers in all the pots here.
0: Why did you, you know, all this, I mean, look, you have seen it from the get go. You've been on it from the get go, you know, obviously you took a break, but you're back. You started at your back knowing all this, like knowing there's like puppets and like they're doing this and like, you're going to get some green dude on deck that doesn't know how to tie a freaking knot, you know, they're going to leave a porthole open. Like why did you then want to come back into the madness?
1: Why did I come back after five years off? You know, that's a good question. Um, But the real answer to that is, you know, I really wanted to come back and have a redemption season Uh, after season three, you know, I was uh, really unhappy with um, how I handled myself and how, I reacted to the difficult situation that I put myself in. It didn't sit well with me. You know, that's not who I am. And that's not who I wanted to be. You know, I I take my job very seriously. I take my personal life very seriously. And uh, I wanted to come back and kind of show that, you know, I made mistakes, but that's not who I am. And that's not who defines me. So I'll come back and work harder than ever. And hopefully, uh, you know, the fans will see that, that I just kind of, I made a mistake and, but, you know, can forgive me to an extent if they can, if not. Right. I feel sorry for
0: him. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Do you really get into that? Like, does that really? Listen, everyone says, Colin, let me tell you, when Colin Macy O'Toole, like the sweetest guy ever, says that you are like the Prince Charming of Below Dak, that really, it's not like it's Bobby saying this. They're like, okay, Bobby, anybody is Prince Charming to you. Okay. Yeah, when yeah. Colin says this, you're like, holy shit. I mean, everyone. Yeah. Thinks that of you.
1: Well, it's, it's you know, it's flattering. I don't know if it's necessarily true. I mean, Colin is without a doubt like one of the nicest, genuine, and just all-around great people I've ever met. Uh, so to hear that from that he said that about me is I'm honored and also amazed that he would think that. <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean, <laughs> you
1: know, like I'm not perfect, but uh, Colin's pretty close to it.
0: Colin is, but you, but just to say that like that means a lot. But like do the negative, because you said after season three, you know, we all know what went down, like everyone makes mistakes, right? Like whatever, but like, did the leaving and people what they were saying on social media, Does social media, regardless if it was that situation or any situation, does that bother you and get to you?
1: Um, You know, I try not to pay attention to it. You know, after I, after season three, you know, I, I watch the episodes that I'm in. That's pretty much all of Bravo that I do watch but I watched the episodes that I'm in and, you know, just me watching it was enough to really feel terrible and and to realize that like, I was like, well, shit, you know, I gotta, I gotta make this right. But, you know, like, of course, you know, I see some comments here or there, but I don't really, I don't really read a lot of them. Um, I don't really read my DMs. I don't really kind of get into all that. And, you know, if anybody who gets into this industry, this television reality show industry, you got to have really thick skin and, and, if you keep berating yourself with these little kind of jabs and comments, everything like that, you know, that can break down any, any tough skin. So, you know, the best thing to do is just avoid it. Um, And, you know, I know there's people out there, I know I have my haters. I know there's people that don't, don't like me and that's fine. You know, that's everyone's entitled to their own opinion. And that's why they watch the show is to, you know, kind of take themselves out of their own life and judge other people. And if it makes themselves feel well, fine, you know, good for you, you know,
0: why though you went out after the season three. So why season eight though? Like why not six or seven or like what made you come back at eight?
1: You know, I was just kind of at a point in my life where I finally felt like I was getting really secure. Um, I, I worked a lot of myself, uh, and, and, you know, I really had to kind of, uh, love myself again. And, and, uh, so, but then professionally also, um, my career here in Boston, back in Baltimore, I, uh, know, upgraded my license and got a job as a mate. And, you know, I I felt secure in my career and I felt secure in my personal life. My family was good and healthy. And I knew that this was a good time for me to come back and hopefully better my future also. So, uh, you know, it's a kind of a win-win, you know, of being able to come back and hopefully revamp the show a little bit and kind of give some gives a lot of people what they wanted again, hopefully what they wanted, Eddie. Um, but also, you know, Eddie, Eddie I'm back. And, uh, you know, but also, you know, just kind of giving myself the opportunity to pull myself out of a hole or, you know, let fans see that I'm not, you know, in the hole. And then right. also, you know, benefit my future financially and uh, you know, my career and all that. So. Uh,
0: by the way, huge congrats on the first mate. Like that's so dope. That's incredible. Huge congrats. I mean, that's awesome. And it's funny that you said that because again, in the article, it was, you know, talking about doing the tugboats and this and that, and that like those people, you love them, like they're your family. And so that's another reason I was just wondering then why knowing the madness come back, if there was ever like a fine little lady on, would you ever hook up again with any crew member?
1: Uh, no. <laughs> I don't think never? I like. No, Well, I mean, I am in a relationship right now. So that's, that's definitely would keep me from getting from even treading down that line. But at the same time also is that I've, I've noticed from the what is this, uh, five seasons I've done now, uh, I've noticed that any single relationship that happens never ends up well. <laughs> uh, and so it's uh if, if I'm, as smart as I like to think I can be, I know that it's a bad idea all around. I know. What were
0: you thinking? Wait, Kelly and Denise. Oh, that was season two.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: Okay. Were you just like, what do you guys do? I mean, obviously it wasn't season three yet and this was prior, but like, were you guys like, what are you, do- what are you two doing right now?
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things where like as, as a boss, you know, it's like, guys this is bad like this is this is don't do it like think about this but then at the same time I'm also being uh, a television personality uh, and you know I'm out there for two different jobs right. um, one of them is working on television is that I know it's that these things are great for the show and right. uh, and so hey you know as long as I'm not involved in it go ahead go. Have fun.
0: Go, and go ratings <laughs>
1: yeah 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 just as long as it's not going to affect everyday work you right. know as, as long as you can do your job and that's what i say to them you know when, if, whenever any of my crew members are about to get in a relationship or or start hooking up or something like that i'm like you know i'll pull them aside i say listen fine do your thing but if this starts affecting your work then we're going to have a problem totally. because my priority is always my job on the boat like that is always goes above my television job always always so I always stay true to what I'm there to do.
0: And you're leading, you're leading the charge, right? So it's like, like you said though, but you get it. It's like, okay, but we are doing a TV show. So it can't be like super strict and super, like we have to live by certain rules. Yeah. because no, no.
1: You, you got to have fun, you know, right. all, all work and no play makes, you know, jack-a- all boys. So you gotta, you gotta have some fun. You gotta let your crew members kind of do their thing and make their own decisions. And then- also accept the consequences that come with those decisions.
0: If you had to pick one, what's been your favorite season that you've done?
1: My favorite season is definitely one and two. Uh, I had such a good time on one and two. You know, like one, you know, I was working with Dave, the other deckhand, yeah. and he and I were just absolute workhorses. I mean, we were the only two deckhands dealing with that entire boat. Now we have four. Right. And so it's like, and we were just, we were nonstop and we kept that boat pristine. I mean, he was so much fun to work with. He was such a hard worker. I mean, we got along great. You know, it was it was awesome. And then season two, you know, I had Kelly, who I got along with really well. Janice was great. Um, but, Andrew. Sterby, you know, like, Sterby, was- he, you know, he was a sweet kid. You know, he's a really good kid, and I, I wish him the best. He just – he he was there for the wrong reasons. That's all. He was just there. And, and that happens almost every season, so we have someone there for the wrong reasons.
0: I see. It's exactly. Do you think that was then again, like, okay – behind the scenes we know that this guy is going to be a hot mess and he's going to do what he ended up doing and it's going to be good for the show that was like one of the guys plucked out because of that
1: yeah i mean it's it's like you know if he came in like i could tell that he was green like i knew he was green right off the bat but i could tell pretty quickly that he had never worked on a boat before but if he was smart enough and motivated enough and he handled the leader, he handled the position he is in, right, I would have no problem keeping him there and teaching him the ropes and, and, you know, get him to, to keep on going because we always have somebody there that's very, very new. But, you know, that person who ever comes in new has to realize, okay, I'm brand new. You know, this is, I've got to work harder than everyone else. I have to listen more than anyone else and only be told once because there's so much information that I need to be learning right now. I can't be asking the same thing twice. Totally. And that that was, you know, that's been a problem. That's been a problem for a few seasons.
0: A lot. Okay, but like yeah. so you and Captain Lee. I mean, we know that you guys are like, get the job done, you know, work hard first. So when you see people do you guys have any say on who's coming?
1: No. I mean, Captain Lee may have a more of a saying than I have, but pretty sure we have no idea who is who. None. And yeah, none. None.
0: Okay, so when you went though, so you started at season one, you were deckhand, came on yep. season two, then as bosun. Yep. How did that like happen? Did Lee say we need to make this guy bosun? Like, how did that even come about?
1: Honestly, it was just kind of the way it was. Like, I think he, you know, he saw I had a license at the time. You know, I had a hundred ton license at the time, and I worked hard. I worked really, really hard. I uh, respected Captain Lee uh, as he should be respected. And I think he respected that and, you know, saw saw kind of my possibilities, you know, like that I had a chance to move up and that I wanted to do it. So he was just kind of gave me the opportunity to keep working. And he offered for me to stay on the yacht with him and to continue continue working out there. Kind of wish I took it. Kind of wish I did.
0: (laughs) Wait a minute. Like off
1: off season off. Yeah. Like continued the season with him. Yeah.
0: No way. This is between two and three.
1: Between two, no, but after one and two, one and two. So after he promoted to the Boats at the end of season one, he offered me a position on his crew um, permanently.
0: No way. And then why did you, you're like, I need a break from the cameras, from the TV, from.
1: Uh Yeah, you know, it was dad. And then it was like, also, you know, just like, you know, come back home. And, and I was in a relationship at the time that, uh you know, I was, I was all about and just kind of wanted to come back home. uh You know, so it was, you know, I just, I was homesick. But, and also, you know, like by the end of that season of being cameras, you know, you're just like, I, I gotta,
0: I, mean, I gotta right. get out of here. Right. I gotta
1: get off this boat for, give me at least a couple weeks, you know?
0: Totally. Okay. You start season one. They came to you like, this is a reality. We're going to show how all, like everything works on this super yacht. How was it presented? How did you find it? Like how in the hell did this whole, you started the whole thing.
1: I mean, well, actually, they found me. Uh, it was never my intention to be on a television show. I, I never wanted to be famous or, you know, any of that stuff. Like, I was never like, oh yeah, like I was never like, yeah, it's my goal to be on television. No, I was just um, I was out of college and I was working at an outdoor store called REI. Uh, I was selling <laughs> boots. I was, yeah, I was selling hiking boots and like uh, camping supplies. Um. And I remember one day I was like, you know, I I was like, I got to get out of this. I got to do something. I had a degree in adventure education at the time. And um, I actually just had gotten a job offer uh, being a a mountaineer in um, Oman, which is in the Middle East. And so I was like really thinking about taking that. I was really thinking about taking that. Um, But then I got a call one day at work. I was like back in the warehouse, finding a pair of hiking boots. And I had hiking boots under my, my arm and I got a phone call and I answer it. And this guy's talking to me and he's like asking me if I'm still looking because I put my, you know, my CV out there. You know, when I was looking for the job, the mountaineering job and I put my CV out there for crew finding agencies and all that. And he, he asked me if I was still available. And I said, I am. And he kind of at, told me about the position available and asked if I was in- interested. I said, I do. And he, then he said, well, this is a little different. And then explained the whole reality documentary and, you know, da, 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 da. da and then he's like, Well, it's only for six weeks, but you're going to make this much money. And, you know, it was like, wow, I can make, you know, a few grand in six weeks. Like, I'd rather do that than go to Oman. And so I, uh, you know, I get to stay here, uh, you know, stay in this relationship, stay near my dad. And, uh, and I, I uh, said, yeah, sure, let's go. And uh, two weeks later, I was had a camera in my face.
0: So you're walking out of this boat. This was your first super yacht.
1: This is my first super yacht. Yeah, yeah. I've been okay. on a lot of boats before, but this is my first super yacht. Yeah.
0: Okay. So you're walking on this freaking boat. You meet obviously, you don't know anybody.
1: No, no, nope, don't know anybody.
0: Okay, so and you meet the crew. I mean, freaking cat, CJ, <laughs>
1: ben, CJ, ben, Sam,
0: Sam, Dave. Adrian, Adrian. Yeah,
1: yeah, okay.
0: For you, you meet these guys, and you being you, I mean, again, I read you. It's like you're like, listen, I could be a dick because get your work done, right? And if I need to be tough yeah. on you, I'll be tough on you. But we all know you, and we all love you because you are freaking Eddie, and you're like so sweet and nice. But so you walk on, and is there anyone that you were like, oh my god, this person is weird as hell. What am I doing? I'm going to be stuck six weeks with them.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm mean, actually the first, the first cast member I met was Adrian. And I didn't, I, when I first met her, I thought she was like big deal, like producer or like something. Cause like the way she was like talking, like I met her at the hotel, like we were all staying in the hotel, kind of sequestered. Uh, I met her at the hotel. And I remember like kind of like seeing her talking to an EP and she was like on this EP, like like totally coming down on her. And I was like, Whoa, like, she seems like a big deal. Don't want to mess with her. And like totally intimidated, like scared, scared me. And I was like, she's like, stay away from that one. And then like found out later that she was just like, like, cause she told me that this was like her idea and that this was like her baby and that she's the one who's been working on it. And she named the yacht and she did this, this, and this, and this. And it was like, and then like, I come to find out that that was all pretty much like hot air, but it was like, I remember meeting her and I was like, Oh geez, like what have I got myself into? Like this is crazy. And then I met like Ben and C J, and I was like, yeah, this is gonna be fine. And then I met Dave, and I was like, yeah, this guy's cool.
0: That's like, your dude.
1: Know, he's here. He's here to he here to just work. And, and then uh, you
0: meet Cat.
1: And then Cat, and I was like, New Bedford girl. Like <laughs> oh geez, <laughs> like this girl. Like is she New Bedford? Is she English? I don't know. Like where. <laughs> What her accent is is weird, but supposedly she's from New Bedford. Uh, And I was just like, she's wild. She was, she was wild.
0: Okay. So we had a thing with Adrian, but then was there anyone else that you're like, oh shit, this is going to be a long season with that.
1: Honestly, right off the bat meeting captain, meeting captain Lee. I was like, captain Lee, you know, he, he never signed up for this. This was, he has never something he wanted to do either. He was supposed to deliver the yacht there. And then Alex was supposed to get on, but the insurance company was like, no, no, no. And the owner of the yacht that Captain Lee had been working for, for seasons, many seasons beforehand was like, Cap, you're on like, you, this is you're the captain now. So he didn't want to be there and he hated all of us uh, at first. And so like when I first met him, he was very cold, very standoffish, just like, I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to deal with you. You're not a sailor. You don't know what you're doing here. And I was like, okay. Like, and, but like, I got it. So I was just like, okay, so I got to prove myself. And yeah, I did. Now look. So Yeah. And now look at us. You know,
0: I mean, are, have you? Do you guys stay in contact and close even when you're not filming?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. We talk. We talk all the time.
0: You talk all the time. And now look, you're <laughs> freaking back full circle. You too. The last two men standing.
1: I know. I know. It's pretty wild. Oh, that's
0: right, Alec. Duh. So he was supposed to be the captain taking the boat.
1: Yep. Yep. Yep.
0: No. Yep. Okay. So so it was You're deckhand, and you're starting this with captain lee who was isn't being the friendliest guy to you who is your captain yeah and cameras are in your face what was the hardest of all of it you're new the show is not it's not like you could watch the show you've seen prior shows right what yeah. was like the heart of i mean that's a lot of shit that you were dealt right and thrown yeah, yeah. into immediately what was the most difficult part
1: having to deal with the production side and like the fourth wall um you know like you've got all these camera operators in your face and audio techs and production assistants PAs running around and things like that. And just thing, it was this massive crew of production people. And uh, I, I like, I like to know people. I want to be friendly. Hi. I want to be friends with you. You know, we're hanging around each other all day. Like I want to get to know you, but like, I would get yelled at all the time for fourth wall, any like, fourth wall. Don't, don't talk to that person. Like stop trying to talk to them. Stop trying to do that. Don't do this. You know, you have to stay here. You can't do this. You can't do that. And it was like, no, no, like at the end of the day, when I'm done working, like I'm I'm gonna go do my own thing. And I, like after like that was something I had to get used to where I was like, oh, like I can't like my job is 24 hours a day, uh, you know, seven days a week until I'm done filming. And so right. like I and so kind of getting used to that and then finding the balance between work and getting enough sleep, which is impossible, um, you know, and getting your job done and then kind of also being respectful and you know a personality at times it was was not easy. But I just I just really just tried to stay true to who I was and just kind of wrote it out as best I could.
0: And the madness. I mean there was a lot of I mean you guys they were always partying. I mean
1: always partying. Always. always.
0: I felt like I'm, season one.
1: I mean back in season one, you know, I was twenty six at the time. I was twenty six of season one. Like and baby. so like I could I could handle the partying at the time. You know I'm <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm 36 now. I can't, I, you know, like I go out and have a few drinks and they're like, Eddie, i to take shots, do shots. And I'm like, I'm like, if you want me to do shots, I'm going to be useless for the next three days. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't think you understand. Like my, my hangover isn't just like a day. It's right. It's, it's, it's multiple. And like, if I'm not getting enough sleep on top of that, you know, here we are out partying till three in the morning drinking. And then you expect me to get up in four hours and, and you know, get the boat ready to pick up a charter and then only sleep for two hours every night for the rest of the charter and like it's pleasant crazy. right and be pleasant yeah
0: we saw how season eight was you didn't like I feel like you didn't get crazy crazy how was it then this season where you're like okay the older I get it's harder to recover was there like lots of partying
1: you know there was a lot of partying this season um and you know I tried I tried my best to be a little bit more fun you know like like you mentioned, like, do you read a lot of the comments? And I don't really, but a lot of, but the, some that I have read was like, oh, Eddie's like boring or da da da. And like, I'm not boring. I want to have some fun too. Like, I enjoy having fun just as much as the other guy. Uh, and so, you know, I tried to, I tried to like cut loose a little bit more, but still, like, it's like I had to watch the drinking. You know, I couldn't, I couldn't stay up and drink with like these, these young lads and <laughs> that we had on board. You know, like they're, they're putting me to shame. You know, they've got, you know, people in their twenties, I, I can't, I can't keep up. But I know, also, you know, I'm first officer now. Right. I can't be, I can't be kind of getting in the middle of all that. I can't be, you know, I got to keep some distance. I can't right. be buddy, try to be buddy, buddy with everyone.
0: Is that tough? Because you, like you said, you're not like some of these where we've seen where it's like business, 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 like you love everybody. I want to get to know you. Like I'm fun, Eddie. Right. Like. Is it, is that tough for you, especially because you're running the whole crew, but you want to be cool with the crew. So,
1: right. I really think that respect is not given it's earned and a great way to earn respect is for someone to know you. And so it's, it's really easy. Well, so it's like, you try to be friendly with someone, but it's really easy to become too much of friends, and then you get too comfortable with you. And while you think they, what you're earning respect is that you're also, you're also earning disrespect because they think they can get away with that. Uh and so it's it's a very fine line and it's not easy, you know. Like this first uh this first season, this first officer for me wasn't wasn't always easy. You know, I, I had some really difficult times. But, you know, uh with Captain Lee in my corner, I you know I got to kind of challenge his way of thinking a lot more and understanding his leadership style and why he does things. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see how it how it all comes out in the wash. But I think it was all right.
0: Do you think that you just had Captain Lee in your corner? Do you think you would have come back season eight? if captain lee if there was a different captain
1: no i don't think i would have i don't think i would have uh you know like part of the reason why i came back is captain lee was like hey you know i need you here you know kate's kate's done and i need someone in my corner uh i need support like i i could really use your help you should really you should really think about coming back this season and that was a big part about coming back like it's really nice having having that guy in my corner and i definitely wouldn't have come back if it was anybody else i i'm at the point now where i can't be coming back and shooting a television show dealing with a bunch of greenhorns and having to prove myself to a new captain I, I, that would be just too much for me to handle at the moment so
0: even if it were like someone that was on around the block already like sandy or glenn
1: uh you know i would work with glenn i think glenn you know i've had some conversations with glenn and he seems like a guy that i would really get along with he he and i seem like we're kind of on the same wavelength on a lot of things and he also seems super laid back and not, like, super strict and, like, you know, you need to prove yourself or, like, micromanage my abilities as a leadership. And so I think Glennon would be a guy that I would work with, but, you know, that, that's pretty much it. If it was, like, a no-name or, you know, I've never talked to Captain Sandy, so I don't really know her at all, so I can't really say if I would be a good fit working with her. Yeah, probably just, if it was Glenn, maybe, uh, he but seems cool someone else. He seems he cool does seem really shit, chill, right? Yeah, he seems really cool. Yeah, he, he seems like a really good guy, like a really good guy. I would work with him. Yeah, he, I would definitely work with and
0: him. And everyone like everyone. I mean, I talked to Danny I, a couple months ago and she was just like and Danny was like at the, the heart of all of the stuff that went on with her season. And she was like Captain Glenn. Like, I feel like what she, you would say about Lee, she says about Glenn, like in your corner, yeah. got your back, like there for you, you know, all that. But like, you know, you do this season one and it is insane. And with the crew, I mean, CJ is freaking leaving. By the way, I would think about that too a lot because you have production on your ass all the time. Like you have to, they know everything you're doing, like every, they know how much you're going to the bathroom in a day, right?
1: Oh yeah. How does CJ
0: just able to hop on another ship?
1: (laughs) At the end of the season when he left, he went on another boat. How does Uh, that happen? It doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. So he jumped on that boat. And then as soon as that boat left dock, I cruise cruising away. Here comes a little motorboat full of all these production people holding his contract, yanking him off.
0: No, I was wondering this. I'm like, no way if you're doing a TV show and all the crew is your responsibility. Yeah. yeah. Like, I always remember that too. When people like, when Kate or someone get pissed and like storm off are they with a the camera crew or Is it a producer? Like, where are they going? Like where, what's, what's happening here? You guys can just like walk off the boat.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it doesn't work like that. Uh, but Hey, it was a great, it was, it was a cool thought, you know, it was a cool thought. I dug it, you know, I, I mean, love that he left, just took off. Were,
0: were you like, this guy just got on his, did you know that they're going to chase after him?
1: No, I had no idea. I had no idea. No, I was like, I was like, hell yeah. CJ, you know, yeah. follow what you love, man. <laughs> what you're saying. So
0: what you're then, saying, man. the madness and then you come back and you're like i'll do this again why did you want to like do it again
1: shit i had fun you know i was like i was like well that was you know i just did my job and you know it was cool like made some money and you know got to go and hang out in the caribbean for uh you know a few weeks during winter time in baltimore you know like when we film in baltimore it's the worst worst oh, time of winters. the year Oh. Worst time of the year here, right? Uh, and so, like, I completely miss it. You know, I leave February, come back March, and you know, it's like right. just as things start kind of warming back up. So it's like, it's the perfect time. Perfect time.
0: Wait, was wait, 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 was season two Dean in the rocket ship? It was, I right? think so. I think so. Yeah. Okay, you like Either okay. Season two or season three, and you were boson at the time. Yeah. And this is your charter guest. What initially we were you like, okay, Kate's new. She's our new chief stew. And she's mm-hmm. doing a rocket ship because Dean said you have a bitchy resting face. What were you thinking? Were you like, what in the how? Or like, I get it.
1: I mean, I was like, damn, that's ballsy. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, y- y- you probably screwed us on some money. But at the same time, like nobody, nobody should be talked to the way Dean talked to Kate and, uh, you know, like say like you're kind of bitchy, like that's, that's rude, man. Like, guess yeah. what? Like, you know, there's going to be, I don't care how rich you are. Or who you are or anything like that you talk to someone like that there's going to be repercussions and right. you know like you know you call someone bitchy hey guess what you're being a dick so you got a dick on your bed <laughs> you know
0: <laughs> that is amazing were you like yeah. kate wow nice and i mean how was that meeting her when she you know she's your new chief stew
1: uh wild i mean she she was definitely so impressive and just like polar opposite to Adrian, you know, I was really excited to be working with her, Um, you know, just be working with like a, such a well-established chief stew. I mean, she really had a very successful and impressive resume at that point. And, you know, I just knew that I was going to be able to learn a lot from her, you know, being my second time on a super yacht, I was still very, very new to this whole, this whole scene. So, um, you know, it was, it was great to be working with someone like Kate. And I also knew that she was somebody not to be trifled with. Uh, She was either going to be, one of your best friends, or your worst enemies. And so, uh, you know, I wanted to be on the right side Stay of that on the thing. right
0: side. Right. Yeah. Were you shocked when she, you found out she was leaving?
1: No, you know what? I wasn't shocked. You know, I was like, I was like, good for her. You know, she's going after what's best for her and, you know, following the natural progression of her career. It made sense. It really made sense. You know, she, at this point in her life, like I wouldn't want to be still doing what she was doing. So it makes sense. You know, at some point you gotta, you gotta, move off.
0: Well, how long do you think you're going to do this?
1: I don't know. You know, for my career path in this industry, um, you know, really sky's the limit. Um, the question is, is that if it, if it works out for, for me and for this, this type of industry that I'm in, you know, like what, what do I keep going with? What am I going to do? What do the, the powers that be want me to do? You know, <laughs> so it's, uh, it's kind of all up in the air right now.
0: Do you want to be a captain though? That's like your main goal.
1: I mean, uh, yeah, obviously, you know, I I want to keep climbing the ladder and become a captain one day. The big question is is what, what am I going to be a captain of? Am I going to be just working on tugboats, or will I be staying on yachts or anything like that? But, uh, yeah, I mean, right now the, the, the paths are definitely open and, uh, you know, I just got to take, got to figure out which one to take.
0: That sounds a little like leading, but you can't tell me what you're leading with, Eddie.
1: Well, oh. I can't say a lot, you know, I can't say a lot hey. about a lot, but hey. it's you, know, you
0: and Lee are very close. What if they came to you hypothetically and they were like, listen, we love you. You know, we got to get captain. He needs, you know, he needs to move on and be with Marianne and like do that life, the grandkids you're going to replace him as captain.
1: I think he's a great can- great grandfather now.
0: Oh, that's right. He is. He's just he is a great, great, great. grandfather.
1: Yeah. So, he's a great grandfather. So, yeah, so that's a good point. So like how much longer will Cap be doing this? Um, and you know, that's completely up to him. You know, he's in absolutely amazing shape. He's in great health. Uh, I know he has some trouble here and there, but you know, that's to to be expected. Um, you know, what, how old is he? He's 74 three right now and you know he, he can't do this Not he doesn't want to do this for the rest of his life and so at some point he he will step down um and then it's up to producers and bravo and everything like that of who they want to be taking over and and i'm sure if they offer to me it, it'll be a big decision in my life if i decide to try to move up to that position um it's just it's a lot different you know it's a lot different than driving tugboats not not like you know, the, the size of the vessel isn't really much of a difference, it's the controls of the vessel. The, the controls of the vessel is very, very different than what I'm used to. Could so, you imagine you,
0: s- you start, Eddie, this whole thing as a deckhand? I The first show ever and then, like, even the thought of you then being the captain and, like, no pun intended, steering the ship, like, could you imagine? I mean, that's kind of crazy, right?
1: It's pretty wild, yeah. It really is like the Truman Show at that point, you know? See me from from birth to...
0: Insane. To death. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, real quick before you go. Are you down, Eddie, to play a little game? It is called Eddie Going Overboard.
1: (laughs) All right, let's get into it.
0: Okay, I'm going to give you two people, all right? If you had to choose, you have to choose one who goes overboard. Who are you going to choose? Are you ready? Uh Uh-huh. All right, CJ or Andrew, which goes overboard?
1: Andrew, Andrew, just because CJ knew CJ his stuff. He really did, you know? He's he smart. Need, he needs, he's very smart. He just needed to learn how to put a shirt on.
0: <laughs> that's, that's right, you always never, okay. Dane or Shane?
1: Oh, Dane, Dane. Fuck, I'll throw him overboard any day of the week.
0: Who was the worst?
1: Dane is probably one of the worst people I've ever worked with.
0: And just people in general.
1: Yeah, like a horrible person.
0: Oh, my God. That was insane. That drunken moment when he was in the galley, mumbling.
1: Yeah, or, yeah, or when he almost got in a fight over a bottle he stole you from two? behind us.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah. That was insane. Okay, so yeah. you pick Shane over Dane. Okay. Oh, yeah. Shane's
1: a really good guy. Really good guy.
0: Okay, so then who would you pick? Leon or Don? Who would you throw overboard?
1: I'd probably throw Leon overboard. Don, you know, Don... was a really really smart guy really smart he knew what he was doing he just didn't like authority
0: right that's all right totally yeah okay so if you went overboard and you're stuck on an island and there's only one person from any of the crew that you've worked with any of the seasons who would you want stuck (sighs) with you not lee
1: (laughs) no i probably wouldn't pick lee he'd he'd make me collect all the coconuts for him Uh,
0: (laughs) You, you'd be doing all that. I'd, like, I'd be
1: like, no cap. It's got to go both ways. We've got to help each other out here. You like, Get me a coconut and make it into a Mai Tai. Um, <laughs> 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 Let's see. Who would I pick out of all those seasons? You know, it's tough. That, that's a tough one. You know, I, I, I'd like to say Dave because, you know, he's just he's my brother from another mother. Um, but Connie was also amazing. Oh. You know, she was so great to work with, such a hard worker um she's a really good fisher so she could catch some fish also you guys could keep um, eating so we could eat yeah um
0: she does a mean whipped cream bikini
1: mean whipped cream bikini um all over yeah. your boat oh yeah that that was yeah it's not your boat Connie
0: uh <laughs> wait outside yeah, you know, I
1: think I think I'd go with Connie I think I'd go with Connie Connie's really? awesome Yeah, I, I would love to work with Connie again
0: that's awesome I wasn't expecting you to say that what was the most fun with the guest when you guys did the dress up dive off with Dean
1: or that was fun. That was fun. More
0: foam Boson.
1: You know, the more foam Boson, you know, I, I honestly, I just felt bad. You know, he <laughs> was like, this, I felt so bad. Like he was a lot of fun, really, really nice guy, you know, but like he was like trying to have this foam party and it just wasn't happening. Like there was no foam and he wanted more foam. He wanted more foam. I you wish so I have given him sweet. more
0: foam. You're so I wish sweet. I gave
1: him more foam. You know, I really just felt bad in that situation. So I guess I think the probably the dance off or the diving competition was probably was more fun. It was it was definitely more successful than the foam party. Yeah,
0: that just was Okay, but the most important question, Eddie, which was more cringe-worthy? Kate's rocket ship or Cat mm-hmm. and Ben's pillow Stain?
1: <laughs> well, I mean, we, we can't assume anything about the pillow stain, but if it is what we think it might be, then yeah, that's pretty bad. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, that could have been somebody may have just fallen asleep on the pillow and been drooling and, you know, after brushing their teeth, who knows, you know, it, it could have been anything, but uh, that, yeah, the, the rocket ship was, was pretty bad also, but, uh, you know, also it's, at the end of the day, I don't really care about either of those. I think there's a whole lot more cringy things that happened Uh, on on that show
0: what's the cringiest thing because those two i mean the the stain the stain is pretty cringy. what's like one of the cringiest for you
1: the cringiest thing that ever happened was probably uh was probably things that guests would do you know in season one we had a lot of cringy guests you know like johnny eyelashes getting kicked off uh because of uh having drugs on board but then like and then we had we had that guy, like the mini wolf of, I don't remember his name. He was like the investment banker. And he was just like out, and he like brought all his like minions is on there. Why isn't your Wi-Fi like like some, working? Yeah, Yeah. why isn't your Wi-Fi working? That guy, I was like, dude, you are you look like such an idiot. Like that, like I was like, man, you're you really, you're making me uncomfortable looking at you. Just right, I'm cringing you.
0: because you're an idiot.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yo,
0: real quick, and then last one, because okay. you and Captain Lee, you know, you started it. And now you're still here. What's the one thing in your relationship? You're very close. What's the one thing working with him that like, we don't see or like about your relationship, like something that we just don't know. Obviously we've seen what you guys have been through and like everything like that. But like, what's the one thing that you would say about working with him that we wouldn't know? Or one thing about Lee maybe that like, we don't know that we don't get to see because he just comes off as this, like,
1: you know, well, I have, i have to say if, if, if there's something that Lee doesn't want you to see, then I probably shouldn't be talking about it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> tra- and it doesn't have to be like cringy, but like just one, uh, like, yeah. a bu- you know, one you know,
1: thing no, working like, with him. You're working with him. Um, you know, he's, I don't know. You know, I think he's, he's very, he's very transparent in how he is as a boss and really what y'all see is what you get with captain lee he really is that guy um you know he is very he's very calculated um you know he really is very very smart he's very calculated he kind of he really works things out he really he 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 doesn't not not much gets past him really not much get past him but he doesn't he doesn't make a big deal about everything you know you don't he doesn't need to
0: because he's freaking the stud of the sea
1: He's a Wait, son of the sea.
0: Okay, if you start capitalizing on McDreamy of the Sea, you gotta tell me this shit. Okay. And by the well, way, hey,
1: listen, you copyright it and you you get a hold of it. Okay? We gotta make t
0: shirts, <laughs> your hats for when you're on deck. You know, it needs to be on the sides of your sunglasses for when you're on a your deck and you guys are wearing your sunglasses. Come on, Eddie. Your girlfriend
1: McDreamy. will beat that shit yeah. up,
0: man, with a picture <laughs> of you. By the way, yeah. the ladies are gonna be very disappointed to hear that you have a girlfriend.
1: had to happen at some point you know
0: well listen you're the best where can everyone listening that loves you where can they find you
1: uh on social instagram just instagram just eddie lucas on instagram that's it that's the only one i got
0: without without getting you me in trouble with bravo what's one little thing that you can throw out about season nine
1: mostly new crew going to be always crazy, always crazy. There is going to be lots of pretty wild romance drama. And uh, obviously one of the best chefs we've ever had on the show is back, Chef Rachel. And she's back and better than ever. Chef Rachel 2.0. She's she's wonderful.
0: Hopefully just no drunken karaoke on the beach.
1: Well, you'll have to wait and and find out. You'll have to wait and find (laughs) out.
0: you're the best thank you so much i know you're insane right now you guys it's coming out oh my god this was the best it was so nice to talk to you finally finally thank you for making it happen i really 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 appreciate it
1: well thank you so much for having me on melissa it's been great talking to you
0: thank you and congrats i'm so excited and my husband we are both very excited to watch now the og back on season nine
1: Please give him my best and tell him thank you
0: for watching. All right, Eddie. Thank you for everything. Thank you so much for listening to Side Piece. Make sure to follow on Instagram with the handle at Side Piece Show. That's at S-I-D-E-P-I-E-C-E-S-H-O-W at Side Piece Show. And don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe.